everyone. I'm Maike Slot, and you're listening to Do We Click, a monthly research podcast on the digital relationship between journalists and their audiences. Do We Click is supported by the Dutch Journalism Fund and the Erasmus Research Center for Media, Communication and Culture of the Erasmus University Rotterdam. This is episode 11 which I will dedicate to one way in which audience members can be actively involved in journalism by commenting on the news. This is something many news organizations are struggling with. I'll tell you about the way the Dutch news website Nu.nl has reintroduced their comments and will show how my master media students have worked on a comment section challenge for Dutch news magazine The Green Amsterdammer. But first, this. In the 60s, France lagged behind in the use of the telephone. To stimulate connectivity and technological development and respond to the upcoming computerization of society, the French government embarked on a daring project. Bonjour, c'est moi, le Minitel. Qu'est-ce que je peux faire pour vous? Retrouver des amis d'enfance? C'est un jeu d'enfant avec la lumière électronique. Ça y est, il n'y a plus qu'à les inviter. They subsidized development of the Minitel, a predecessor of the internet, you could say. The Minitel consisted of a small computer terminal and included a telephone directory and information database. It looked a bit like a small personal computer with teletext on the screen. All French households that got a telephone connection were given a Minitel for free. People could find phone numbers and look up information such as the weather and how the stocks were doing. Reservation, c'est parti! Vous savez, je peux en faire des choses pour vous. Faites-le en Minitel. The interesting thing about this story is the following. Before the big rollout of the Minitel system at the beginning of the 80s, the developers started three user trials, pilot projects, in which people could experiment with a system monitored by the technicians. In case of problems, the users could chat with them to ask questions. In one pilot project, smart users hacked the system, making the chat available for everybody to chat with everybody else. When the developers monitored the user activity in the three pilots, they found out that the users who could send comments to each other were using the Minitel system substantially more than the users who could only get information. As a result, the developers decided to integrate the chat function in the Minitel system for everybody to use. The system turned out to be very successful in France and might have even slowed down the adoption of the real internet. In the past, many news organizations enabled their audiences to leave comments on their websites. Users could leave their thoughts, ask questions and respond to journalists and other audience members. Some news organizations even created dedicated user sections on their websites where people could actually write their own blog posts or opinion pieces. Expectations were high. Online tools were supposed to bring the audience and journalists closer together than ever. But unfortunately, comment sections were not necessarily seen as a big success. Technology can enable conversations, but just putting a comment section does not guarantee that these conversations will actually be of added value. News organizations evaluated. Comment sections were too much work. There were too many negative comments. Some looked more like an open sewage system. The comments were not useful for journalists, 
but rather discouraging. And in general, the professional standards of journalists are not necessarily compatible with the opinionated and emotional thoughts and ideas of audience members. In case of misinformation, unwanted use of language, or accusations and personal attacks on people, who would be responsible? In addition, not all journalists want to actually discuss with their audience members. As a result of these questions and difficulties, most news organizations closed their comment sections over the years. But the need to engage audiences stayed. And in an era of information, entertainment, social media, distractions, stories and news everywhere, this became even more prominent than ever. And allowing users to comment on news articles might be a way to make them more involved and in the process, more loyal to the news brand. Therefore, some news organizations decided to reintroduce their comment sections. They found out that audience members, even though they might not comment themselves, stayed longer on their websites when they could read comments. People seemed to be interested in reading the thoughts and conversations of others. As information source, maybe. What do other people think about a certain subject? Or as form of entertainment? One example of a news website reintroducing the comments is Nu.nl, the biggest online-only Dutch news website. After closing down their user comment section, they decided to reopen not very long ago. But this time, they designed the system somewhat differently. Instead of just allowing all users to comment whenever they want, they have specific rules and technology in place to make sure the comments are more civil and useful. How do they do that? Well, first of all, they have a dedicated team surveying and moderating the comments. Under every news article, the editors of Nu.nl pose a question or a statement that users can respond to. This already nudges people to post a comment that is related to the content of the article itself, instead of just posting something random. When audience members want to respond, they need to register with their email address or their Facebook account. This makes the responses less anonymous, and therefore users might feel more responsible for their own words. There are strict rules for the use of the comment section, but Nu.nl has not only formulated behavior that they do not approve of, such as using swear words, posting irrelevant content or advertisements. They also indicate the way that they would like their audience members to behave, a more positive perspective. They want people to stay civil and only criticize ideas, not people. They also want their responders to write in Dutch and to report inappropriate behavior of other users comment section closes at night to make sure that the editors of Nu.nl don't have to work 24-7. All comments submitted at night will be checked and posted in the morning. Software enables Nu.nl to filter out certain words that are not allowed and audience members can easily report comments by flagging them. The editors also prioritize comments that they deem worthwhile and these comments are shown on the top of the comment section. And some articles, for example about very controversial topics such as racism or child pornography, are closed for comments. All these measures are necessary to keep the comment section as worthwhile and healthy as possible. Of course, it requires quite an investment. There need to be enough moderators and also a news organization should invest in software and programming. 
all technical components also need to work. Nu.nl has done it. Just like big international news organizations such as the New York Times, the Washington Post, or The Guardian. But not all news organizations need a comment section like Nu.nl has. NRC, a Dutch daily, for example, has only selected articles open for discussion. The Dutch news website The Correspondent operates in another different manner. For them, journalists are not just news creators, they are discussion leaders. They play an active role in speaking directly to their readers in the comment section and enabling in that sense a more in-depth conversation. News organizations need to come to terms with comment sections and match their efforts with their own goals and organizational culture. One of these organizations is Dutch news magazine The Green Amsterdammer. The Green Amsterdammer, or the Groene Amsterdammer in Dutch, is one of the oldest independent high-quality news magazines in the Netherlands, focusing on opinion articles and investigative journalism. With around 23,000 subscribers, they might not be the biggest player in the Dutch news market, but they are an important one and can remain financially independent. The first edition was published in 1877, and in 1994, the Green Amsterdammer was the first opinion weekly in the Netherlands that launched an internet page. But in comment sections, they are not that pioneering. And that's why they asked my master media and creative industry students to give them advice in a practical challenge with the following question. How can the Green Amsterdammer best allow reader interaction on the website and what results can we expect? The context for this challenge was clear. The Green Amsterdammer has a liberal, high quality and serious brand image, and they would like to keep it that way. Although the critical attitude and societal embeddedness of the weekly provides a solid foundation for more interaction and discussion with their audience, the editorial department is not very large and there are limited resources to design, implement and maintain a comment section. The majority of the audience members of the Green Amsterdammer is, just like the audience of many other news outlets, between 50 and 60 years of age. Also, this can have some implications for the advice. Over eight weeks, the students studied academic articles, books and research reports while working on a solution for this challenge. First, they had to come up with academic articles as first stepping stones to build their advice upon. And when it comes to commenting in news, luckily there are quite a substantial amount of articles published. Based on these initial thoughts, I divided them in groups and the rest of the term, they worked closely together to come up with the best advice possible for the Green Amsterdammer. Halfway the term, we all went to Amsterdam to pitch the preliminary advice and receive some valuable feedback. And at the end of the term, the students proudly presented their final and improved advice to the organization. I'm sure that you are curious about what the students presented. I'll try to summarize some of their best ideas and practical recommendations. Most students see the added benefits of comments on news websites. They use literature to show that by adding comments, users have the opportunity to voice their perceptions of social issues, to learn about the opinions of others and to gauge in interactive discussions. They do, however, also see the challenges of adding comment sections. Online discussions have the potential 
to fail to meet the standards expected of a public sphere and thus not embody rational and civil democratic dialogue. People are trawling, for example. Academic literature can be used to improve the commenting section and avoid the pitfalls. The students recommend reciprocity. The journalists need to be inviting and engaging, for example by posting questions at the end of an article, highlighting interesting comments and participating in the discussion themselves. To prevent trolling, only subscribers should be allowed to comment, although all visitors should be able to read the comments. Based on literature, the students also recommend that the comment section should be moderated. Users can, for example, upvote comments that are interesting, and all members who contribute will be evaluated based on the first comment that they post. Commenters will be ranked based on the constructiveness of their comments. Furthermore, there should be clear guidelines of what is allowed and what isn't, and users should be enabled to report inappropriate behavior. Recommendation 2. Because of the limited resources that the Green Amsterdammer has for a very extensive commenting system, and the fact that not all journalists might be interested in taking an active role in the discussion, one team suggested that comments should only be made available below specially selected interactive articles. The articles will be published on the website of the Green Amsterdammer first, and based on the comments and questions of the readers, the editors will create a podcast that will be released at a later point in time students suggested somewhere that same week, in which the journalist would answer the questions and provide more background information about the topic. In this podcast, the journalist would answer the questions and provide more background information about the topic. By doing this, the readers would feel more heard and involved, and the journalist would receive feedback on their work. Linking the podcast to an article would also cause more coherence online and it would probably boost the number of listeners for the podcast. Recommendation 3. Literature suggests that audience members have various motivations for producing content on digital media. The most important motivations are that people want to show themselves and that they want to work on the person that they would like to become. That's why students suggest that all users can have a profile on the website of the Green Amsterdammer. On this profile, other audience members can see how many comments are already posted and find them back easily. This enables people to show themselves and their contributions and provides people the opportunity to get to know each other better and in the process, create a more intimate community feeling. To further improve the community feeling and to tap into the potential content of readers, one team suggests to create a community essay section in which community members can upload their own essays. Their contributions can then be shown on their user profile. Recommendation 4. Based on research that shows that younger audience groups make more use of digital media than the older audience members that the Green Amsterdam are currently attract, some student groups recommend the weekly to expand their target group and focus on a different age group. But instead of changing the content of the articles, one team suggests that the Green Amsterdammer can attract a younger audience by just changing the format of the articles in a special online-only initiative, Articles on the Go, which provides the same content as the magazine but in a digital and shortened format. The students compare this initiative to the espresso service of The Economist. 
younger readers with not a lot of time or money can now grasp the main ideas of the Green Amsterdammer in a short form and for a reduced price. If the readers want to read the longer articles, they need to get the regular subscription. This initiative will also enable the Green Amsterdammer to already introduce upcoming articles and can be implemented without a lot of added costs for the organization. Another suggestion by another team is to create short videos with the authors of the articles to make the readers feel more engaged with the content. Recommendation 5. Instead of commenting, something that older subscribers might be hesitant of, students suggest the Green Amsterdammer to implement a liking button. One team proposed a button shaped in the form of a light bulb. Academic research shows that sharing and liking is positively related to brand quality and loyalty, and it's an easy way of interaction. It requires little effort. It will also provide the weekly with insights into what their audiences appreciate. All in all, the students suggested quite a number of interesting things to consider for the Green Amsterdammer. And I'm very curious what they will take out of these recommendations. These kind of challenges are very valuable for my students because it teaches them that theory is not always one-on-one -on -one translatable to real life. It requires analytical skills, perseverance, creativity and an innovative spirit to build useful bridges between academia and practice. For organizations, challenges with students are valuable because they receive an interesting view from outside, from young people who are studying to become media and communication experts and who are new to the professional reality of news organizations. Students also have the time to study academic articles, something that many news professionals unfortunately do not have the time for. This enables the students to provide a new perspective, combined with an academic foundation. Providing audience members the opportunity to leave comments is an interesting option to explore for news organizations. Especially when you can design the technology in a way that allows for the type of interaction that suits both your goals as a news organization and the motivations and desires of your audience. But still, you need to remember, as we discussed earlier, that only a small percentage of your audience will leave the most comments. This means that the comment section never fully reflects the way the audience thinks about your stories. Then, how can you engage a bigger part of your readers, watchers, or listeners in a more active way? How can you make them feel they're part of a community? How can you involve them in your news production in less obvious and public ways? How can you tap into the hidden potential of the silent audience? This is another very relevant question, and one that my current master media and business students are working on. They will provide their solutions at the end of January, and maybe I can report on their solutions around that time. In the meantime, on the 4th of December, when I will record my live podcast at the Media of Tomorrow conference in Amsterdam, I will speak to Xander van Uffelen, initiator of the Open Editorial Department project at Dutch Daily De Volkskrant, a project in which they experiment with asking their readers for their opinion, the project my students are working for. He will tell us something about his ideas. In addition, I will speak to Julie Possetti, an Australian journalist and academic who works as a senior research fellow at the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at Oxford University. She's heading the Journalism Innovation Project there and will be the keynote speaker of the conference, 
Can't wait to hear what she has to share with us. Last but not least, I will be joined by the people behind Tappable, a startup that helps journalists create engaging, mobile-first stories on the web. Don't forget to tune in. It will be great. That was it for now. Next time, I'll tell you more. Will you click again? Dewey Click is supported by the Dutch Journalism Fund and the Erasmus Research Center for Media, Communication and Culture of the Erasmus University Rotterdam.